Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thank you so very much for taking a moment to take a look at the book with me. We're going to be studying about the Feast of God. I have a five-part audio series on CD entitled that, The Feast of God. How do they play into end times activities? Well, the Bible talks much about the Feast of God. They had a historic and agricultural background, and they have a great prophetic significance. Let's take a moment and listen to another portion of this five-part series entitled A Trio of Feast. We'll be back in just a moment to tell you how you can get your copy of The Feast of God. Right now, here's the study. Look at verse 4. Now, here are the first three feasts. These are the feast of the Lord, even holy convoca- uh, convocations, which ye shall proclaim in their seasons. In the fourteenth day of the first month at evening is the Lord's Passover. The fourteenth day of the first month. The first month is Nisan. It's the first month for the Jewish people. On the 14th day of that month, we are to celebrate Passover. Now, when we looked at Exodus last time, we looked and saw that on the 14th day in the evening, Passover began. By the way, if you remember what I just said a few moments ago, Shabbat begins on Friday evening and concludes on Saturday evening. The Jewish day starts at 6 p.m. approximately, On the evening, for example, if you're looking at Saturday, on Friday at 6 p.m., that's the beginning of Saturday. Now, you're going to be a little bit confused, but you've got to think Jewish with me to understand what we're learning tonight. And so, at 6 p.m. on Friday, that's the beginning of Saturday, or beginning of Shabbat, or beginning of the seventh day of the week, okay? It goes then for 24 hours till 6 p.m. approximately. I'm just using that as an illustration. 6 p.m. on Saturday. That 24-hour period is Saturday, but it is taking in some of Friday and some of Saturday. You with me? You're hanging in there? All right. How do they come to that conclusion? Genesis chapter 1 and verse 5 where it says, And the night and the morning were the first day. And so God set the Jewish people as to how they would recognize the day. Don't argue with me. Argue with God. He set it up. I'm just reporting it to you. And the night and the morning are the first day, and that's how they operate. That's Genesis 1, 5, if you're looking for a proof text over there. And all of you don't believe me, you're looking it up right now. <laughs> now verse 6, and so, and the eve, and, and, and you see what happens then, remember with me about Passover. On the 10th day, remember when we were studying Exodus chapter 12, on the 10th day of the month of Nisan, they select a lamb. That lamb is anointed then as the Passover lamb. And from the 10th day to the 14th day is is tested. It is checked out to make sure it's without blemish, without spot. It, It will be able to be offered as a blameless sacrifice, a pure sacrifice. Remember the 10th day They select the lamb until the 14th day they test it, and on the 14th day. Now, early in the afternoon, I talked to you, did I tell you how to say afternoon? Aratov? Did you say Aratov? Aratov. Somebody came to me and said, well, last year you said Lilatov is good night. Well, yes, Lilatov is good night. The the word for era means evening, and it also can mean early night. Lilatov means night and end past to midnight. It's confusing, but... 
what basically Eretov is used in the book of Exodus is to talk about approximately between three and six, this is very important, keep this in your computer, we're coming back to it, between three and six in the evening before Passover starts, they slaughter the lamb so the lamb can be taken home and taken to the people. And they can have the roasted lamb with their unleavened bread and their bitter herbs for the Passover meal. But Passover actually begins at sundown on Nisan 14, whatever day of the week that may be. Now look at verse 6. And on the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread. By the way, the unleavened bread also had a historical background as far as the feast was concerned. Unleavened bread was bread made, with, made without any yeast. Unleavened bread was to be uh, used so that they might remember that it was in haste they prepared the Passover lamb and they did not have enough time to wait for the bread to rise so they could have leavened bread. And so they fix the bread as quick. They are to stand and eat the meal, never to sit down, all of their clothes on, ready to go when the death angel passed over, and then they were to be leaving. The exodus was to begin. And so unleavened bread had the aspect of uh, historical background for the feast and remembering and giving thanks for that which God had done for them. Unleavened bread and the process of making unleavened bread is very, very meticulous in the land of Israel. They get the bread together, and I'm not, uh, I was going to talk to our wonderful baker that's here. I had some of that delicious bread tonight. Woo, we're that good. Anyway, uh, that was leavened bread, I could tell. Uh, <clears throat> I know I broke out in fat after eating it. But uh, unleavened bread in Israel is made meticulously. They put the flour together with all the other ingredients, the water and whatever else they use, without the leaven, and they have 18 minutes after they mix that bread to get it in the oven exactly 18 minutes. Those rabbis are standing there watching those bakers get that bread ready, and they've got a clock going on that mixture that they've just finished. It must be in that oven before 18 minutes, because after 18 minutes, the natural process produces a fungus or a leaven in the bread. And so therefore, they must get it into the oven before 18 minutes, bake it, and that then produces the matzah, are the unleavened bread. And now he says here, I'm going to introduce to you the unleavened bread feast. And for seven days, this is after Passover. You see it in the verse there. On Nisan 15 is the beginning of the unleavened bread feast. And for seven days, now the first day, he says, is going to be a holy convocation. Look what it says here. On the 15th day of the same month is the uh, Feast of Unleavened Bread. Unto the Lord seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day ye shall have a holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein, but ye shall offer an offering. And then on the seventh day a holy convocation and no work. So the first day and the seventh day of the seven-day Feast of Unleavened Bread are no work days. They're high holy days. They're as a Shabbat. Remember up here earlier, we read, and you'll understand where I'm going in just a moment, so just hang in there. I know it's detailed information, but it's important. You'll see why in just a moment. That uh, the unleavened bread process was to take place, or the feast was to take place for the seven days. And, they were, and, and the first day and the last day was a high holy day. It was a special Sabbath. Just remember that 
as we continue on. Now look at verse 9. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them. Now, he is going to lay down another requirement. When was he giving this information to Moses? It was at Mount Sinai. It was approximately one year after they had come out of Egypt. It was after the first Passover, after, actually it was the second Passover, the first one in Egypt. The second Passover, or the first observation of the Passover, took place in the plain of Mount Sinai. And here he is, they have that Passover, and then God starts laying out all the instructions for them. And here he says, and he lays down something very important, he says, and when you have come into the land, you are going to observe all of these feasts. You see, they had observed Passover already, so that's why he didn't say earlier, and unleavened bread, that indeed you'll observe it. But now he's telling them, as we start this seven feast cycle going, it will be done when you come into the land. What does that mean? Well, from year one until year 40, 39 years, there was no observation of the feast. I submit to you the Passover was not even observed during those 39 years. There was no way they had the wheat to make the unleavened bread. They had the animals with them, but they didn't have the wheat to make the unleavened bread. So they could not observe Passover and unleavened bread. And now he's saying, when you come into the land, remember what I reported to you from Joshua chapter 5? When they came across the Jordan River into Gilgal, they performed Passover. It now is going to start the cycle of seven feasts unfolding every single year. Passover, unleavened bread, first fruits, Pentecost, trumpets, Day of Atonement and, and, and uh, Feast of Tabernacles. So he says now, verse 10, When ye be come into the land, which I give unto you, and shall reap the harvest thereof, then ye shall bring a sheath of firstfruits of your harvest unto the priest. And the temple, excuse me, the tabernacle would be set up at Shiloh, and the priest would be operating the tabernacle. And as they had their first harvest in that first year, they would plant immediately when they got into the land, when it came time in the day, the Sunday, after the Sabbath, after the Passover, you're saying, man, you're getting so detailed. Hang in there. I think you're going to understand a little bit better why I'm getting so detailed in just a moment. After they were to prepare that, get that harvest, the barley harvest would come out, and you notice that he's coming out with a sheaf. He's not, in the next harvest feast, which is Pentecost, they bring two loaves of bread that have been made, and they weigh those before the Lord. Here he comes with a sheath. He just brings out this <laughs> underground barley, and he says, thank you, Lord. This is what you've done for us. We praise your name for it. He gives thanksgiving. He offers sacrifice. This is in thanksgiving for what you've done. And that's the first feast. And then 50 days later, they bring out the next harvest feast. But we've seen now the first three feasts, you have the Feast of Passover, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and the Feast of Firstfruits that have been dictated to the people. Well, we've looked at the significance of the feasts, the specifics of the first three feasts. Thank you so very much for taking a few moments to take a look at the book, the subject, The Feast of God. How do they play into end-time activities? Jesus Christ was crucified on Passover, buried on unleavened bread. He resurrected on first fruits, and as he promised, the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost. By the way, there are three fall feasts. 
the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast of the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles. And Jesus Christ will fulfill those feasts as well in the proper day sequences. Now, if you want to understand how the feasts predict the end-time events that are happening in our day, you need to have your copy of this, The Feast of God, a five-part audio series on CD, available right now. You can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. That number is toll-free from across America. Call and order your copy of The Feast of God. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or if you'd like to, you can go right this moment to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and order your copy of The Feast of God, a five-part audio series on CD, available for you right away. And let me just remind you, everything that we've talked about in this study, and in fact all of the study of the Feast of God, indicates that Jesus Christ could come at any moment. Every prophecy that needed to be fulfilled before the rapture, when Jesus calls us to be with him, Every single one of those prophecies have been fulfilled. The rapture will begin the prophetic events prophesied in God's word that must happen before Christ comes back. Evidence of the fact that Jesus Christ could shout, the archangel could shout, and the trump of God could sound to call us to be with him in the air. That's the rapture. By the way, that could happen at any moment. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...